Welcome to Subscribing to Wellness, the show where Rachel Newman and myself, Daniel Fairman, sit down with leading founders, executives, and investors committed to building a healthier future for consumers. Today on Subscribing to Wellness, we are joined by Honey Mama's founder, Christy Goldsby. Christy founded Honey Mama's on a mission to create a better-for-you indulgence that would leave you feeling nourished, vibrant, and still be delicious. Honey Mama's is a refrigerated chocolate truffle bar made with raw foods, raw chocolate, raw honey, coconut oil, sprouted almonds, and is organic, nutrient-rich, gluten-free, dairy-free, soy-free, and paleo. We talked to Christy about her unique flavor innovation, how her chocolate bar differs from the typical chocolate bar, being a refrigerated product, and many more. Warning, this episode may make you hungry. Christy, welcome to Subscribing to Wellness. Thank you so much for joining us. It is such a pleasure to be here. Rachel and I are huge fans. Obviously, you've come such a long way, 3,000 stores, huge Series A with the Rockstar partner in Amherstone last year. But before we go into the amazing evolution, we'd love to just learn a little more about you, where you come to us from, and where this all started. Um, so, you know, I start, I'm from Portland, Oregon. I started the company here and I launched it back in January, 2013. And I really wanted to bridge the two worlds that were passions of mine and where I've just been, it been embedded in my whole life, which is food and wellness. I had run a bakery and coffee roasting company in the early 2000s that I was really passionate about and loved with, uh, my, it was a family business with my mom and my sister. And we had a farmer's market booth, we had a brick and mortar space, and we created like really beautiful traditional kind of cakes and pies and, you know, all the unctuous, wonderful things that, that we all love to enjoy. And during that time, I always was wellness leaning. And so I left the, that business after about six years and my sister carried it on. And, and I ended up really wanting to kind of bridge those two worlds even more. And we had launched a line of gourmet cinnamon rolls and pecan rolls into several grocery chains locally during that time. And I kind of got bit really hard by that entrepreneurial bug that happens. I think when I recognized, like, I was so passionate about wellness and I thought, how can I kind of take this really incredibly wonderful experience that people have that we all have when we eat a piece of like chocolate cake or, you know, a beautiful, anything that's, that's just fresh made for you. Um, and take that into the realm where we're actually having a conversation about thriving as individuals and food, kind of bringing food into that food as medicine piece. And so during that time as well, I had done a cleanse with a very close friend of mine who had a very serious autoimmune disease called myasthenia gravis. And she was getting really bad news from all the doctors that she was talking to. And they were all saying, you are essentially going to have this degenerative disease. And it was similar to like ALS or MS. And so she was pretty devastated. And so when I did this cleanse with her, 
this was also during the time that I was kind of trying to figure out a way to develop a business that was wellness focused, but that was in food. So taking those pieces from that bakery, you know, kind of feeling of connection and deliciousness and pure ingredients. And so I did the cleanse with her just as a support. And during that time, it was a very much of a, like a gut health focused cleanse. I had huge ahas around not only how, you know, I've always been like fitness focused and athlete and like eaten really well, drawn to fruits and vegetables naturally and sugar and like not so much, but loved it. And during that time, because the diet was like very kind of restrictive around sugars and it was just only healthy fats and really kind of just like a reset for the body, she completely turned her autoimmune disease around. And I had huge ahas around how I felt like a completely different person, actually, when I eliminated like most sugars from my diet and, and anything processed. And, and so the gut health thing came up huge for me at that point. And so I knew right away that I was going to like, that that was the direction that I wanted to go with the business. And, and Portland is a great it's a great city, I think, for entrepreneurs. There's a lot of um, interest here and, and kind of support for that. It, and honestly, I don't know if you guys have ever been here or come to the Portland Farmers Market downtown on Saturdays, but it's just this really wonderful market and it's huge. And so it's global. You know, people come from all over the world to come and kind of check it out. And, and it's a great place to, to launch a business. And that's, you know, I started it in my kitchen. I came up with the, the recipe after quite a while of working on different ideas. Um, I won't go into all that, but, but anyway, launched it at the Portland farmer's market in 2013. And, and honestly, the rest is kind of, you know, here we are now 10 years in. I love this story. And I think, you know, you were talking about clean ingredient, uh, lower sugar, healthier fats. Could you talk about how maybe that inspired kind of the ingredient profile of the honey mama's product that you so wonderfully put together? Absolutely. So at the bakery, we used, of course, just really traditional ingredients, just refined sugar. And, um, you know, it was high quality ingredients, but they were, you know, lots of flowers and things like that. And when one of the things that I learned when we were doing the gut health cleanse was um, how important the, the fats and oils are that we put into our bodies and how coconut oil, for example, which is the base for all of our bars is transforms. It takes, you know, you eat it and it literally trans translates into energy in your body. It does not store as fat. And it's this beautiful transfer for sugars into your body. Cause it's like a lower glucose hit and everything else. And so it's, it's like, honey, I knew was always going to be a key ingredient because after trying lots of really like low glycemic sugars, um, different alternative sugars, I personally just fell in love with honey because I loved the way it made my body feel. I loved the, the enzymes and all of the like super nutrient rich qualities that, that honey has to it, raw honey. And so that you know, when I started putting this idea together, it was kind of started as like more of a protein bar type thing. I had all sorts of like, um, like nuts and flax seeds and things like that. And I wanted to really kind of pull away from that and go more towards the indulgence, which, you know, 
for me, that translated as cocoa powder because I'm absolutely <laughs> fanatic about all things chocolate. So cocoa powder had to have the coconut oil, had to have the honey. And then of course, like adding in things like a sprouted nuts, which again, it's super easy to digest. So I made this, this recipe, I took one bite. I mean, this is after making all, all sorts of different ideas and things. And, and I took one bite and I literally felt like, you know, that moment when you lick the spoon of the mm -hmm. cake batter or the brownie batter, or, you know, kind of whatever that is. And, and it is the most heavenly texture and experience. And that, that was really what happened to me when I, when I first made this recipe. And I was just so excited because I felt amazing after I ate it. I did not, I was, it's definitely like, for me, it's like a, a nice little 3 PM pick me up always has been or dessert. And, um, it just gave me this feeling of like total vitality. And I had just gotten my sweet, like craving cured. And so it, and so that is kind of really the core of what I wanted to do is I wanted to use, and I used Himalayan pink salt. So I wanted to use like whole food ingredients that were super easy to digest, that were absolutely unprocessed and that allowed our bodies to just immediately feel nourished and were able to kind of, um, you know, ease of digestion and able to kind of integrate that nutrition immediately into energy. And, and I think that honestly, I think that a big part too of, of, um, being healthy and being nourished is the pleasure of eating something that is incredibly delicious. And, and that to me has always been a huge part of kind of what I wanted to create is like, it's not just about like, there is so much functionality to what we're doing. And it's also the, that pleasure aspect of eating something that tastes and, and feels amazing in your mouth. You're making us like salivate over here. It's so fun. <laughs> I'm like, I'm over here. Um, Oh, there's so much I want to touch on. Uh, I think first, I want to just take one step back so that our, our listeners can understand if they're unfamiliar with Honey Mamas as an actual bar and what, you know, what we're dealing with here. It's essentially like, you, as you said, the base is chocolate. Um, and what's really unique about your bars versus, or I, I would love for you to explain how does like a Honey Mamas bar differ from like your... Hugh Kitchen chocolate bar or a Lily's chocolate bar or an Evolve? Like how is a chocolate bar different from Honey Mama's? Perfect. So our bars differentiate because number one, we're refrigerated. And the reason that we're refrigerated is that we, we don't use cocoa butter in the bar. So that's a traditional chocolate bar has the cacao and the butter. And that's what gives you that snap, you know, when you eat chocolate and it's, it's, you know, it's solid, it's, it's got that wonderful little snap. You put it in your mouth, it melts in your mouth. Um, delicious. And with honey mamas, I, it's more of a whole food nourishing experience. So that's why we call it truffle bars because they are not a chocolate bar. Um, they're a truffle bar. It's, it's a, it's more of a blend of these ingredients that are combined in order to give you maximum nourishment, but also that, um, quality of eating more of an indulgence. It's just, you know, people will oftentimes obviously buy it instead of a chocolate bar. And, um, I just think that that's a great differentiator and a way to talk about the, the product is it's, it is, it's a, it will, it will absolutely give you that same feeling of like satisfying your chocolate craving 
I think, to the nth degree. Um, but at the same time, you're going to actually get the benefits of that healthy, all those wonderful healthy fats and the coconut oil, the protein and, and uh, minerals that you're going to get from the nuts. And then also the enzymes and all the micronutrients from, from raw honey. And of course the little Himalayan pink salt helps everything kind of dance and shine. Yeah. I love it. Sounds also, I think like the absence of the cocoa butter combined with the honey is such a like differentiator. And I, I would guess that, and I'd love to hear your feedback, that perfect bar was very helpful for you in terms of like paving the way Absolutely. Um, right. Like I can imagine yeah. if perfect bar didn't exist, it would probably be a lot harder to get like broader adoption in that sector of the, of the store. 100%. Yeah. Perfect bar. Actually, I loved like when I was first developing the product, I was like, I, I didn't set out to create a refrigerated product. It just happened to be what it was. Um, and I didn't want to add any emulsifiers or whatever to make it shelf stable. I figured if I wanted to do that down the line, we can, we can iterate and innovate into that, but I wanted to really create this thing that was, that was true and pure for me and that I saw a, an opening for a niche for in the, in the food landscape. Um, perfect bar was my go-to protein bar. I loved it. And I was like, would go to the fridge and that they were kind of what was there with the juices you know? And I was like, okay, well, they're there. And there's not a ton else that's there. I mean, this is 2013. The paleo movement was just starting to kind of get, was kind of going. And, um, and I thought the, the product guardrails that we have are totally fit into that. And so I, I just felt like this is going to be a great compliment to the protein bar, you know, kind of category that's already in the refrigerator, which really was just perfect bar during that time. Um, and what a great kind of win-win. Yeah. It also really helps the consumer. I mean, there's so much to talk about if refrigerated, you know, is always harder, but at the same time, you are already getting to the consumer in a healthier place of their mind as they're in their shopping experience, because typically speaking, like people know the outside of the grocery store is where the healthiest or cleanest food is. And if they're going to the refrigerated section and they see a chocolate bar, you're already in the consumer's head that this is going to be healthier if it needs to be refrigerated. So, you know, you have some winning there. Um, What also differentiates you guys, I think, massively is like your your flavor innovation. Like your flavors are so unique. Um, obviously, the whole cake series that recently came out is is a whole nother thing. But I mean, your tangerine, your tahini, your peppermint, like carrot cake, like talk us through where these ideas came from and what made you guys kind of not just go the traditional like salted caramel or sea salt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think probably just the background for me in the culinary world and with having a bakery and and creating recipes and really enjoying that more culinary kind of lens was is has played a huge role in kind of how we develop flavor profiles. And I originally started with four flavors: um, per- Peruvian raw, Dutch. Um, well, I called it Mayan spice back in the day and the mint one, the Oregon mint. And back when I first started the company, it was the, the chocolate game was really changing. So the 
there was a whole, you know, it, Hershey's was like still there thriving, obviously, but then all these beautiful, like single origin chocolate bars started coming out. And I don't know if you remember that, but it was this whole era where, and that was like a big influence for me as well. And like the salted almond and things like that, I wasn't as drawn necessarily to try to, to create, or not salted almond, but, but salted caramel kind of thing. Um, I love all of those flavor profiles, but I just felt like what kind of spoke to me and then translated that into, into recipes. And then we honestly, we continue to do that. Like the chocolate cake, the inspiration for that comes from a, literally the chocolate cake that we used to sell at the bakery. That is, is a recipe passed down from like my grandma and her grandma before her. And so it's like these kind of nostalgic, but beautiful, really simple, um, combinations that has toasted pecans and toasted coconut in it. And, so it's kind of like, um, I think, I don't know if that answers your question super well, but I think that it's kind of like, what do I love and what am I drawn to? <laughs> kind of taking no, it totally does. I think the innovation is incredible. And I think it's another way your product stands out, like on the shelf as people are so intrigued by these flavors and what does lavender rose even taste like? Like, let me try that and explore. Yeah. Um, so you, we meant, we did mention a little bit about the cakes. I want to talk to you about product innovation. So right now you guys have your multi-serve bars, which are mm -hmm. a couple of servings. And then you have single serve, um, which is one, obviously a, one serving for a customer. Um, in terms of product innovation or pipeline, what, what can we expect kind of coming down that you can share with us besides the, the amazing cake series that came out? What, what else is kind of in the pipeline? Well, you know, we're really excited about continuing to kind of bring that, keep that innovation forward. And, and, you know, we were talking about our series a earlier, and that was one of the big reasons that I wanted to, to go that investment route for many other reasons, obviously as well, it takes a lot of money to grow a business properly. And, and we, you know, for us, we want to be able to offer the consumers what they are asking for. And so we have some really fun um, limited series editions that will be sold probably through our website that will also will be launching, you know, um, doing some fun stuff with Whole Foods coming up and with Sprouts. And then we've got uh, rotation coming up into Costco in the beginning of the year that's focused on obviously like uh, nourishing and healthy products, but we, our goal is to continue to innovate things that speak to us and that are bringing, you know, that, that the people are like saying they want more of. And so how that's translating right now is cake series. And I can't give away too many things around that, but there's like some fun iterations are on, on that. Um, you can just let your mind wander and and kind of guess what what those might be but we're going to kind of take the cake series and do some fun stuff there and then I think mostly for us it's about kind of bringing innovation to the table that is um focused on those culinary kind of inspired things and then and nostalgia yeah I love it I think they'll also like you guys have stayed so true to this initial like product line and you haven't just said like of course you kind of have this kind of mentality that you're clean ingredient and differentiated versus like conventional chocolate but like you haven't platform to like take that over into like a bunch of different confectionery options like you've stuck and you've built awareness with this one amazing product and like 
now you you know the time is right you have the capital to actually innovate like properly and like efficiently yeah. um and so i think you guys have done that really well on another note would also love to hear about the rebrand um i don't i can't remember i was talking to an agency called hatch the other week on a project that oh, yeah. i'm working on i know marine um oh, awesome. would love to just hear about like how that went down what you were thinking and, and how the brand has evolved so much since the early days so for seven years, we hand wrapped <laughs> every single bar. Um, we, we hand formed it on sheet pans. We hand cut it and then we hand wrapped it. And um, we didn't, we hand wrapped it for seven years. We had, we had actually done some automation with the, with the, with the bars themselves, creating the bars. But, but with, when we did the series A, I had been really jonesing to take that, what was really working about our packaging and um, kind of let that shine and move the, the branding into a direction that I felt like it was ready to be. And how that translated to us was bright colors, um, a sense of like, I don't know. I, I think of it as a sense of kind of connection to old world um, desserts and, and treats. And so we kind of kept that quality of like the, the naturalness and the, you know, we use paper obviously for the, for the package and, and then we kept the funness with the bright colors. And then the, we used rays to kind of bring that kind of energy. I think that we were wanting to kind of allow to kind of um, demonstrate itself from the shelf a little bit easier. And so, because before the packaging was great, it was really unique. It was just this like butcher paper with these bright colored labels around it, but you really couldn't read very well on, you know, what you were looking at. And it was just a lot of investigation on a consumer basis. And so I wanted it to kind of really shine from, from the, shelf and allow people to see pretty within, you know, a half a second kind of know what they're into. And the truffle bar name came up at that point as well, because it was called Coco Nectar Bar before that. And so I feel like that was a huge, that was a huge thing. And we met Hatch after talking to a bunch of different agencies. And I cannot, I mean, I love to give them a shout out right now, because those that they were just fantastic to work with. And we went through all sorts of iterations with them, but, but were able to really bring to life kind of really exactly what was, I think, in my mind. And, and a big part of the packaging as well was, you know, we were hand doing all that. And so to, it's super hard on your body. And as you can imagine, you know, repetitive movement like that, I, it was just also a way to really protect our, our team. And um, to, to, you know, if we're going to have a company that's about wellness and feeling better, the last thing I want to do is, is have a, um, you know, a, a non-scalable packaging process. So it's, it's just really helped us scale and it's going to continue to help us scale, obviously, as we continue to, to grow. Yeah, 100%. The colors are vibrant. A lot of differentiation, I think, on shelf. Um, and yeah, the Hatch team is awesome. They've done some great work with quite a few amazing brands. So yeah. Yeah, we yeah, we we really we really loved working with them. We want to transition to our um favorite section of the podcast even though it's all our favorite. Um is our rapid fire. We're going to throw some questions your way. Just let us know just first thing that comes to mind, zero pressure. <laughs> okay. Favorite bar flavor of my bars? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of yeah. our bars? <laughs> favorite bar flavor or good men? Nice. 
Um, biggest mistake you've made on the journey? <sighs> um, sorry, that's all. <laughs> well, there's 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 a few different things that come to mind. Biggest mistake, um, you know, probably I don't really think of things as mistakes. I think of things as learning experiences because yeah. launching the single serve line was I wouldn't consider it a mistake, but we launched it right during COVID, and that was a really the bad really bad timing. Um so I'm just going to go with that. Love it. Favorite restaurant in Portland. Oh my gosh. Uh, favorite restaurant in Portland currently is probably. Um, I hope you say my favorite restaurant. I was going to say Shalom Yal, which is just this like Israeli restaurant that is one of my absolute favorite places to go. What were what were you going to say? I was going to say Ox or Bamboo Sushi. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. Ox. I mean, <laughs> Ox is like, yeah, probably hands down my my all-time favorite restaurant in Portland. I've just been I've been I've been journeying into some new places lately, but yeah, Ox Ox might top it. I've never been. I really need to go to Portland. Everyone's yeah. like, oh, you it do. it's like the next entry. Like, I feel like so many entrepreneurs are going to flock there. It's going to like, yeah, it's turning up for sure. Yeah. There's some fun. There's definitely a lot of great energy in Portland, I think for, um, and, and people just are super supportive. It's a very supportive community for entrepreneurship and, and lots of different ways to go about doing it. And people, you know, I, I definitely bootstrapped it for years and years and, and I was very comfortable doing that and wanted to do that intentionally. And, uh, and I feel like Portland was a great place to be able to do that. Couldn't have done it in New York city. Love it. Two more questions. And then you are off the hook. Um, favorite CPG product outside of honey mamas. Oh gosh. Um, I am a huge fan of anything Siete Foods does. <laughs> I'm like pretty obsessed with everything that they do. I cannot have any gluten and, and they offer such a beautiful line of products. Um, yeah. You should make a, you should do a chocolate bar with their churro strips. I love that idea. That sounds, that sounds great. I love it. Uh, last question we ask all our guests is how they subscribe to wellness. So what are a few habits that you're focused on on a daily or weekly basis to ensure you continue living a healthy life while managing honey moms? Definitely exercise every day. Uh, and that comes in the form of cardiovascular exercise, walking, weightlifting, swimming, dancing. I mean, you name it. So I exercise every day. I do meditation usually once or twice a day. Um, it doesn't have to be long, but I'll usually meditate on, you know, in one form or another, I'll meditate 10 to 20 minutes a day, once or twice a day. And, um, I think just really trying to be present and enjoy the process of life. That's not easy to do, especially when you've got the stresses of all the things running a business, you know, for, for me, you know, that's a great example, but I feel like that just slowing, trying to stay slowed down. That's a very huge challenge for me. Um, to just try to stay, try to stay slowed down. And I think the other thing is just obviously eating 
mindfully. Um, that is one of my favorite things to do. I feel really, I feel really lucky that I'm drawn to, to really, you know, healthy and healthy foods in the first place. But, um, as I'm aging too, I think that's, that's obviously becoming more and more like important to, to pay attention to, to those choices. Um, and having fun and laughing a lot, I'll just end there. Cause I think that's, that's huge. Um, no doubt. Yeah. Not taking myself too seriously. We need to tell everyone to do that. <laughs> um, where can our listeners find Honey Mamas, learn more about you, et cetera? Absolutely. So if you go to honeymamas.com, we, you can type in your zip code and find a retailer near you where you can find the products. You can also purchase them online on Honey Mamas. And then we're in pretty much all the natural food stores um, across the country, so Whole Foods, Sprouts, your local co-ops, you'll definitely find us there. And then conventional accounts, you will find us in, we're in, we've got a few that are kind of um, on the East Coast and Midwest, Ahold, Giant and Stop and Shop, Wegmans, Harris Teeter. And uh, yeah, soon you'll find us in, in um, some others more nice. conventional that's more <laughs> conventional leaning as we move into 2023 so those those are very exciting times ahead excited thank you so much for for joining us today. it's been a great conversation thanks guys what a pleasure have a great one you too can't wait to see you at expo thanks everyone for listening to today's episode feel free to rate review and share the podcast and of course don't forget to subscribe to wellness if you'd like to sponsor us, please see the supporter link in our podcast bio. We hope everyone has a great rest of week filled with wellness and we'll see you next time.